You are listening to Living with ADHD and CPTSD, available on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. and welcome to another episode of Living with ADHD and CPTSD. Today is an ADHD episode and I am going to talk about memory. Now this is something that really hits with me personally, so this is going to be something that I have been wanting to talk about for a long time. And the bottom line is, is memory is very, well, let's just say hard to contain and with working memory issues and long-term and short-term memory issues is something that affects a lot of people when it comes to ADHD. All right. So people with ADHD experience and process information differently than people who are neurotypical. If you have the condition, you may feel that forgetfulness tends to occur more often and you may find tasks that require using short-term memory more challenging. ADHD can also impact the way that your long-term memory functions because children and and adults with ADHD may not pay attention to some things in their environment as much as they need to, they are less likely to form memories of that information. What does ADHD have, sorry, excuse me, what effect does ADHD have on memory? ADHD can cause adults and children to have difficulty focusing. People with ADHD may appear to be inattentive at times and forget important things more often. This is defined as inattentive type ADHD. They may also interrupt or express disruptive behavior more often. This is known as hyperactive impulsive type ADHD. The most common version of ADHD is a combination of these symptoms known as combined hyperactive impulsive inattentive type. Each of these types of ADHD results from a biological cause related to brain activity. The frontal lobe of the brain, which steers your impulse control, attentiveness, and memory, seems to develop more slowly if you have ADHD. Working memory is the small amount of information that your mind holds as you're working to complete a task. Think of it as part of your as the part of your brain that holds a number phone number while you're dialing it. Working memory holds a little bit of data at a time while you work on completing something, copying the data from one place and pasting it in another place before forgetting whatever it was. <clears throat> one 2020 study trusted source showed that ADHD impacts working memory in the majority of children who have it. And a 2013 research supported the idea that this impact continues into adulthood. Working memory is strongly associated with intelligence and learning ability. So people with ADHD may be fairly assessed in terms of what they are capable of learning. Without a strong working memory, it becomes important to develop coping skills and alternative learning strategies that rely less on that function of the brain. ADHD may also impact the way that children's brains perceive time itself. 
time perception is linked to working memory. This may also explain part of why people with ADHD experience more challenges getting to places on time. A small 2007 study looked at the perception at time perception in 40 children with ADHD and 40 children without ADHD. Children with ADHD have more difficulty perceiving the difference between a short, medium, and long duration of time. ADHD and long-term memory. What's less understood is ADHD's effect on long-term memory and memory loss. A 2013 research looked at medical literature that studied adults with ADHD. The authors concluded that ADHD tends to limit long-term memory's abilities more often, but that research review also suggested that this limitation results from learning disabilities caused by ADHD, not necessarily from the impact of ADHD on your brain. In other words, the research review suggested that kids with ADHD tend to experience challenges developing the same long-term memory skills as kids without ADHD, which can then carry over into adulthood without additional coping or compensation mechanisms. All right, so uh, I have a real issue with memory. Now, <clears throat> one thing I want to make clear is that it's not remembering things like what happened yesterday or a birthday or somebody's name or important events. One thing that I do have a really good memory on is significant situations. So something that is really significant in my life that has occurred, I have a really good ability to remember details. I literally can remember my first house that I lived in. I can close my eyes and I can visualize every room and details and the color that was in the room, like the floors, the carpets, the wall color. I can, I can remember the type of doors, the handles. Like it's like, I have very specific memories about that, but and there are other things as well. The thing is, is that <clears throat> my problem, and this is very often occurring is remembering things that I have to do, like tasks, um, telling somebody, yeah, I'll do this. Or like I go to the store. Let's okay. I, I was actually, this, this happened a little while ago where I, I went to the Canadian tire. We, it's a home, like a hardware type store in Canada for those who aren't here. And I remember driving by a coffee shop and I said to myself, oh, okay, I'm going to go there after and get a coffee. So I went to the store. I went into Canadian Tire and I did my thing, got, got what I needed to get from the store and I got out and drove away. And literally five minutes later, I remember going, oh, damn, that's right. I was going to go to Tim Hortons. Well, it was too late to turn around because, you know, I'm all, already like five, ten minutes down the road. And that happens quite often. Now, other things that happen is, you know, making a, a trying to remember to do a task. Um, the best examples are like being told to remember to cook the <clears throat> like broccoli and then forgetting that I had to do the broccoli or being told by text to cook potatoes and make potato fries instead of cooking sweet potatoes and then getting 
into the dinner and not remembering that I had to cook potatoes and then going and not and, and even worse not remembering to look at my phone and get and you know to check up and see what I did now because of my memory issues I do have a lot of reminders uh, post-it notes and phone reminders to help me remember tasks and things that I'm doing because if not there is a really good chance that I'm going to ref to forget to do the simplest thing. I forget things easily. Like I have a thought in my head and there's and there'll be a discussion going on and my girlfriend and I are talking about a particular situation and literally she'll ask me to like repeat or say something regarding it and I will forget that like the subject of what we were talking about and it literally would be like a minute or two later and it is super frustrating because of the fact that I do remember like eventually it comes back but it's that short-term memory issue um it always seems to occur especially when I feel a little stressed but I, it does occur when I am feeling like a, a you know calm and grounded as well so Memory for people with ADHD can be very difficult to deal with and it is something that we all have to handle on a regular basis every day where if we don't remember things like having if we don't have external reminders to tell us about things then it's difficult it's difficult for us to remember where we put stuff like keys or wallet uh, our phone so if we put it all over the place we have a very difficult time remembering where it is. So our memory is very poor and a lot of it has to do with working memory and just memory in general. Because memory does affect work, like the ability to do working memory with executive functioning, which is a key part of it. So it is something that we do have to try and be very vigilant on and when we if we know that we have a hard time remembering things and we have a poor memory we have to have external reminders either through physical pit like a picture or a, a note or a whiteboard that we write stuff on or our phone reminders that tells us all the time that we have to do this or remember to do this task or a calendar event because a lot of us are going to forget if we don't have this kind of reminder pretty straightforward to be honest okay adhd and memory loss the relationship between adhd and memory loss is another area of, of uncertainty in the adhd research literature a 2017 research showed that researchers are not clear on whether having adhd as an adult puts you at a higher risk for developing dementia or other cognitive disorders relating to memory earlier in life ADHD and dementia appear to impact the brain in similar ways, making this a complicated question with many variables. Research source above discussed the overlapping symptoms of ADHD and a type of dementia called mild cognitive impairment, MCI. Due to the difficulty of distinguishing the exact cause of MCI and ADHD symptoms like forgetfulness occurring more often or experiencing difficulty focusing for extended periods, the line between ADHD and dementia symptoms in adulthood can often be unclear. Alright, so now tips to improve memory. 
Some ADHD-related behaviors can be modified with lifestyle adjustments that can help you better adjust to the rhythms of work and home life. Try to avoid certain ingredients in your diet. FD&C red number 40, a food coloring ingredient, and sodium benzoate have been linked to increased hyperactive behaviors in children. Further research is needed to confirm this. Try avoiding allergy triggers that can affect brain function. If you suspect that allergen exposure makes ADHD symptoms worse, consider getting an allergy test to help avoid triggers. Look into ADHD management tools. Try an app or calendar that tracks dates and times before events, a key dropping bin, or a charging station where devices can be stored. These can help reduce the stress you might feel trying to remember everything you need to. Consider cutting out caffeine. Try replacing caffeinated beverages with an herbal brew that uses calming ingredients. Ginseng and chamomile tea may be a good swap for starting your mornings off focused and refreshed. Some research suggests that drinking tea can improve your memory. Take a look at herbal supplements. These type of supplements may help you reduce the stress you may experience from ADHD behaviors. Try online memory tools. Look for websites or apps that offer challenges designed to build your memory for verbal and visual information. <clears throat> Excuse me. Play brain games. Some evidence suggests that cognitive training, also known as brain games, might help boost working memory as well as other areas such as attention, problem solving, and reasoning. Some of these games might involve memorization, pattern recognition, planning, visual teasers, logic, and math. Exercise. Now, this is a big one. I totally agree with this. Some research suggests that physical activity can be a helpful non-pharmacological pharmacological, excuse me, tool for managing ADHD symptoms and improving brain structure and function. One study found that preschool children who participated in an after-school physical activity program performed better on tasks requiring working memory. These tips aren't a replacement for an action plan for treating that you make with a doctor or ADHD specialist, but they can help with behaviors or memory issues that you find interfere with your daily activities. All right. So these things are definitely important because you need stimulation in your mind. Now, besides drugs that you know we all take you do need other forms of stimulation to help create and improve the ability of your mind you can continue to build your brain just because you have adhd doesn't mean that you can't improve the function of your brain you're not necessarily going to get rid of adhd but it is going to help improve the functionality and then decrease the, op the times that you have ADHD symptoms on a regular basis. So for me, I definitely exercise. I drink a lot of tea. I, do, I have to admit I do drink coffee, but it is more to help with, you know, keeping me awake because I don't exactly have the greatest sleep patterns and that can affect me and that can make the ADHD worse, as, as I said in previous episodes. I also have a very healthy diet. Um, I eat 
pretty much cooked foods every day, except for like one day a week where we get to treat ourselves to something outside. But we tend to get Vietnamese food, which is really good and really tasty. And that's our treat. Uh, I do occasionally have like junk food. Um, I don't drink any caffeinated pop. I do drink a lot of water because it is definitely helpful to be hydrated because dehydration can definitely affect an ADHD mind as well. So that's very important and I would definitely recommend doing that. Okay, everybody, I am going to take a very short break and then when I come back, I will continue on with this episode. Hi, everybody. Talk to you soon. everybody welcome back to living with adhd and cptsd today's episode again is memory with adhd so how can i treat the causes of adhd related memory issues medication to manage adhd related behaviors may also work to improve your working memory these medications aim to improve your focus and make daily tasks feel less intimidating medication Stimulation. Stimulant medication is widely prescribed to treat ADHD. A small study source shows that stimulant medication may help strengthen the connectivity in your frontal cortex with other parts of your brain, helping with working memory. Methylphenidate, Detrana, and Dexmethylphenidate, Dexmethylphenidate, excuse me, there we go, Folcalin, are two drugs that have been studied for their effect on working memory, according to the same study. Therapy. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, CBT, is another form of treatment for ADHD. CBT aims to change your thought patterns to help you manage your emotions and behaviors. CBT may be able to improve behaviors related to your time perception and working memory, such as helping you be on time for events. CBT may also help with goal setting, planning, and execution of tasks. These are all related to your working memory. All right. So currently right now, I am not on medication. Um, I was when I was first diagnosed and I was on it for about four months and wasn't really getting very far. And I was having more really difficult side effects that were making taking the medication very uncomfortable and very difficult to maintain. So eventually I did try a few other things, but none of them were working quite as well as the original. And eventually my brain got to the point where when I was off the medication, it was no different than when I was on the medication. So I decided to look into, with the advice of my doctor, more other non-medicated ways of helping, you know, ease the problems and symptoms of ADHD. But CBT definitely can help. Um, but it isn't the only way, of course. A lot of it is very being very dedicated and making sure that you do the things that are necessary. Don't blame the don't blame society. Don't blame the world for your condition. You, as an adult, know that you have ADHD. 
and you know that in order to make life easier for you, you have to do the things that are necessary in order to succeed and be more functional in the world among your people, your peers, and your relationships. So making sure that you cope and adapt are very key here. If you do not do that, you're definitely not going to make any progress. So remember to take your medication, make external reminders, have phone reminders, calendar reminders, notes on the wall, sticky notes. You could have people that you know help you remember. Put notes in your vehicle. It could be on your windshield, on the dash. It could be on the window. You could put notes in, if you have a garage, you can put them on the garage door. You can make notes everywhere. It's important for you to use adaptation in order to make your ADHD life easier for you and for the people in your life that are there all the time. My girlfriend is very adamant and is always pushing the idea of having reminders, external reminders and phone reminders, because without them, I am not very capable of remembering things and I end up forgetting stuff that's very important in my daily life. I can't stress this enough. Like I have talked about these sort of things in the past, but memory is a very big deal. We need to be able to to be functional and being able to remember things because it's very important. If we are not capable of remembering things short-term, especially short-term memory related um, things that we have to do, it's very difficult in our lives to function properly. And that's very... It is so true. I have so many experiences and examples of my own memory issues due to my ADHD that it has made a lot of frustrating times in my life. I, yeah, I really can't stress enough. And the key here is not to use your condition as an excuse to not improve. Like, I'm not saying that you're going to take a drug or that you're, you know, by doing these things that you're going to suddenly find a year or two from now that your memory is suddenly perfect or that it's so much better than it used to be. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about finding ways to adapt, to cope with your condition. Like a notebook, you know, like a journal, bullet journaling, Um, planning out, making a schedule, having it on the wall, reminding yourself. If you have like a Google or an Amazon or a sort of Alexa and you can make it tell you, like literally tell you reminders out loud, you can set it up so that it reminds you when you come home. Like the moment you step in the door and it senses your cell phone, it will remind you and make it give you your updates and your schedule and your calendar events. You need to find any way that you can to help make these make your issue of memory loss and short-term memory problems less of an issue. If you do all these things, you will find your life a lot easier and it won't be as frustrating. Being frustrated and stressed in life with ADHD, as I'm sure many of you are well aware of, can be extremely horrific and just it makes life a lot harder 
the lack if you can have as less uh, less stress as possible in your life the better your life will be because as we all know when you have stress and anxiety with ADHD you are a lot more susceptible to errors and to be and prone to making mistakes and forgetting things the less stress the better your life will be i personally can vouch for that and if if you knew anybody that i knew or that i know they would say the same thing it's very important all right <clears throat> takeaway at times people with adhd experience challenges remembering certain things because they experience and process information differently if the person who is experiencing challenges with memory loss is a child the symptom may prove improve as their brain continues its natural development this symptom of adhd may also be modified or improved with a successful treatment or management plan developed with a medical professional all right this is something that i learned today that i think could be very helpful for all of us the idea is called monotasking these are suggestions for how to improve your working memory by monotasking focus on one task at a time mono equals one if you are a list person and many of us with adhd are list people only focus on one task at a time in fact limit your list as much as you can i prefer to keep my list to three to four items per day choose the task you want to start with and focus on that do not even look at your list again until you are finished with the first thing on your list trust me on this one okay guys cut back on your obligations for most of life it has been a you've i've been a yes person and you, maybe you guys have been a yes person as well i tell people i will do something or appear somewhere even when i know i do not have the time or mental energy to follow through then I end up irritable and overwhelmed with my schedule. I suggest that you, me, we start to limit our obligations. Commit only to the causes, meetings, and activities that really matter to you. Focus on giving your full attention to your family and your career or whatever moves you. Be the man or woman with a planner. In other words, if you know you have an important meeting at work, and a conference with your child teacher in the afternoon and <coughs> excuse me and you are not sure how you are going to pull dinner together plan ahead decide ahead of time when you need to leave your office in order to get this to the school on time schedule it in keep a planner with you at all times use your paper-based planner to help you form a muscle memory each time you write down a task or obligation the physical act of writing will help to improve your working memory, as will the visual representation of your schedule on your calendar. Then use a calendar app or Google Calendar to create a calendar for yourself. The key is to use something, anything that will give you a visual and auditory reminder. We all know we need these reminders. Listen to music. If you are a student or someone who needs to study specific materials, I will always recommend using music to help with your memory. Try playing a specific type of music while you study a specific subject. For instance, 
I used to listen to classical music when I was studying for my literature degree. Now keep in mind people, this is just from another person's point of view. This isn't actually me. I don't have a literature degree, okay? All right, believe it or not, I sometimes listen to rap when I am driving. And if you are my friend, you won't repeat that. I often listen to jazz when I am faced with a big project at work. Jazz music is calming for me. Well, I don't know if that's the case for me, but I do listen to Diana Krall. And she is very calming and relaxing for me. So there is some truth to that. It depends on what kind of jazz you listen to. All right. Also, don't be afraid to experiment with memory games, card games, and that sort of thing either. I feel like working memory is just the tip of the iceberg. Now that I've figured it out, I am kind of obsessed with improving my own. Okay, so yeah, music is really good. Um, I know that ADHD people are obviously very have a difficult time paying attention to things and focusing on one thing at a time. If you already know that that is a problem then you need to adapt, like I said earlier in the episode. Don't push yourself. Don't force your mind into doing something that you know you can't properly do or that you'll lose focus on. If you're doing something like listening to music or watching a movie, if you're really into the movie, you have you will probably have a better time of staying focused on it. But don't be afraid to pause the movie if you start to feel like you're losing focus and you can't stay with it. Get up, pause the movie, go get a drink, grab some popcorn, you know, find something that you know is going to help calm you down. Once you feel like you've done that thing and you've, you know, you've cured your curiosity bug, then you can come back and watch the movie again. It's that simple. So then you're done that, you go watch the movie again, and you continue. It's just like listening to anything else, including this podcast. If you find that you're having struggles listening to something for a long period of time or doing something for a long period of time, take a break. Schedule it in. Don't do it for more than what you can, but try something else. Go out for a walk, maybe a run or a bike ride or take, you know, do something like dance. Like you could find a a room or go in the living room. If you don't care who's watching, go and dance, have some fun, you know, get some exercise, get that blood going, get the oxygen pumping into your, into your brain and into your body. It will help improve your ability to thought, to think and to function and to remember things. If you find that you're having a very difficult time focusing and paying attention to someone when you're trying to remember what they're saying, have your book with you. Write it down. Don't rely on your brain. If you know you can't remember something, you got to write it down. And even if that means writing it down as they're speaking, and if they are aware that you have ADHD, they will understand and will respect your need to do this. Don't let people push you around. Don't let people make you feel that you're not good enough because of this condition. You need to accept this condition. You need to take ownership of this condition and do what you know will help you. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid to tell people that you know, your friends that you know, the ones that are going to stick around, because obviously the ones that won't stick around really aren't your friends. You got to do what's right for you. You got to do what's best for your mind. 
So you got to adapt, you got to cope, you got to do the things that you know will help you get through this. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. This isn't going to be some miracle, you know, method that's going to make you all of a sudden be like the best person out there for a job or something. But you do need to take ownership of your condition and you need to adapt and work through it and it, it will eventually become a lot easier to do. I can assure you this, okay? It's not something that everybody can do, but most of us, if we put our mind to it and we get over the fear of being who we are with ADHD, we can succeed and we can be happy. It's not important if everybody out there likes us or not, you know? That's not the key. Being successful and being happy isn't having everybody like you. It's doing what's best for you, what makes your life the most successful that you can make it. And there are a lot of people out there who are successful and have ADHD. The best example I can think of? Okay. You guys, especially in the States, I know you know who Michael Phelps is. He's the world-class Olympic swimmer with all those gold medals and world records. He has ADHD, and he has learned to focus his energy and his ADHD into his swimming. Sure, he may have some issues, but he's worked through them. He knows what it takes and what he needs to do in order to be successful despite having ADHD. I recommend you get out there and you have a positive attitude take ownership of your condition and do the things that are necessary okay so that's it for today so i want to mention again uh dr glenn doyle psychologist he's on twitter you can find him if you give him a search i also am on twitter my handle is at adhd and cptsd my website is www.livingwithadhdandcptsd.ca. I am on Facebook with my own page on Facebook. And again, I am going to be having a special guest, um, Jenea Barnes, in sometime, maybe in December, but more likely in the new year. And I am going to be a special guest on her show. Check out Dr. Russell Barkley, he has YouTube videos, he has a website, he's very, very helpful when it comes to ADHD. You can learn a ton from him. It's very important to make sure that we handle this right and do what we need to do in order to make our lives easier for, well, for the rest of our lives because we're not going to get a cure, but we can definitely make this easier for everybody, especially on ourselves. Okay. Oh yeah, one more thing. Um, I'm hoping to record a YouTube-related episode next week. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. But it is a little nervous because I haven't exactly done this before. But I'm looking forward to it. And I hope you'll join me. The uh, YouTube page is also Living with ADHD and CPTSD. So... I hope next week that I can do it, and I hope that you'll join me. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you want to join me tomorrow, I will have a CPTSD-related episode as well. And, well, hey, look, it's December. It's almost Christmas time. 
can't wait for the holidays. Okay, everyone. Have a great day. I will talk to you soon. Bye.